welcome to the Cosmic Cadre with hosts Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Cauldron, Season 2, Episode 16. Oh no, AI's taking over! Or at least that's what people want you to think. (laughs) Whether we like it or not, technology has really taken over our lives and we can either refuse to adapt or we can jump right in and find ways to use it to our advantage. We're going to cover some of the potential downfalls and issues with AI in the future for spiritual and witchy folk. And just some of the fun ways that witches and spiritual folk can use AI to their advantage. Arthur C. Clarke once said, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. So let's jump right in. I like that quote. I'd never heard that one. (laughs) I neither. I was doing some digging this morning and I was like, that's wonderful. So, so this whole AI thing, right? It's really come up a lot lately and i think it has to do with some of the themes that are playing out in the world right now because really ai is something that's been around for for quite some time kind of more hidden you know large corporations were using it um but the average everyday person didn't have access to to this ai like we do all of a sudden in the last year or so and it's already sort of like changed the landscape a little bit and it raises a lot of questions for a lot of people. And as you guys will see, the title of this episode is, will they burn the AI like they burned the witches? And the reason for that is because like that Arthur C. Clarke quote, you know, there's there's really a lot of magic that happens with AI. Even though it's all run on computers, it took a lot of magic to, to get all of those computer parts together. I mean, it's incredible when you take the part you know, a motherboard or something and look at all of the little minute details that go into it. And to think that we just type a question into Google all this time was kind of its own AI, right? And then it just gathers all this information for us. Back in the day, people would have absolutely thought that was sorcery. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you've got the, the Google, you've got the algorithms, and now you have the, you know, chat GPT and all these new AIs coming aboard it's it's been fascinating i have only recently begun digging into ai and what it can do but it's pretty cool but but reminder to everybody listening entirely fallible yeah absolutely like any other tool outside of us it's gonna have its uh (laughs) you know it's it's pros and it's cons um but I think what we really wanted to talk about today was just how, so you know, people like us who are our spiritual witchy folk can can use AI and technology in their life and in their practice, and then some ways that it might be, you know, potentially annoying or frustrating in the future when AI is really running our lives even more so than it is right now you know, cue the sci-fi movie music, you know, there's a lot of movies that, that come to mind. And, you know, do I think we're ever going to get to the point of 
what does this show? Um, I'm never gonna find the name of the show. All right, scratch that. There was this TV show where you could take your consciousness out of your, your human body if it was failing you and store it on like this little disc thing. And then you could just upload it into a new flesh suit. You know, like that's, those are the sort of things that come to mind when I think about AI in the like, future. Like a Black Mirror episode? That's what it reminds me of. It sounds like it. And and it's funny that you say that because I was reading about Black Mirror yesterday. Um, and it, it honestly, the show might have come from, you know, ideas that they got from, from watching this other show. But um, I'll try to figure out the name of it. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. But I haven't watched it in a while. But yeah, it was pretty pretty bizarre and everything was so futuristic everything was um holographic kind of you know the way you communicated with people instead of phones it was like this little holographic screen that would pop up and it was just it was wild and 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 although those things sound really exciting you know I think it's important to think about really what that means when we have access to technology like that what goes away what changes when we have technology like that. So that's just some of the things that I wanted to talk about. And, you know, so how can witches really use AI? Have you ever used, you know, AI for your witchy practice? Not AI specifically, but I definitely use technology for it. Um, I did find out something cool that the AI can do pretty recently on one of the witchy boards that I am forever a lurker at. And somebody mentioned that these these new AIs have the capacity to do tarot readings. And they do. I went and tried it out. Like you can do like a three card spread or you can do like a Celtic cross and they'll they'll drum up your cards. Now to me, I you know, of course still gravitate towards pulling my own cards because that, you know, physical connection is there, but the technology has advanced, you know, in a way that it's capable of doing this. And it wasn't entirely off base. So the, the reading was pretty solid. See, and that's exactly what I'm kind of scared of, you know, because you lose that human touch, you lose that, that um, human perspective, when, you know, people stop doing card readings for others and you just rely on AI then poof that whole interaction that whole like intimate moment between either you and yourself or you and someone else it just goes away and I don't know that I'm comfortable with that you know (laughs) not that it's ever going to disappear entirely because there will always be people who are traditionalists but when you know there's a lot of work that I feel like I've been personally doing in my spiritual practice over the last like one and a half to two years um, on like preserving our stories, you know, really holding on to our stories as women, as witches, and being that, that carrier of those stories for the next generations and holding on to these traditions and things that we hold so dear. And it's like, you know, in in a generation, two generation, three generations from now, are we still going to be telling these stories? you know, or is it going to look like a sci-fi movie? So in that way, it's almost kind of sad to me that it seems like um, there's just a huge part of our human existence that is getting diminished. And it's really the human factor 
you know, the, the storytelling, the, the intimate moments with other people and that sort of thing where we're getting so digitalized, you know, it's like you and I talk every week face to face through a camera, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. Thankfully we have that ability, you know, but, um, I don't know. I just, do you not, do you not share the same like worries and fears about that as I do? I mean, I do and I don't. For me, I don't think that technology can ever really replace human connection, particularly in the spiritual arena, because largely, I mean, I guess, depending upon the religion, it's it's a connection-based practice. Now, I say that, but at the same time, I do, you know, have the observation of what social media did to us, you know, the, yeah. the need to be on there and to be sharing and to connect with people in a way that's not necessarily authentic. I've seen it in that landscape. Um, but I don't know what AI itself could do. I do know that, I think it was you who mentioned it the other day, that people are using this as a sort of therapy, you know, and I, yes. I could see that. <laughs> I could see that for people who are really lonely and have difficulties forming human connections, because, you know, I know that is a thing. But in that case scenario, you know, at least they're getting the connection somewhere. So I can, re I can, I can relate to that like that that makes sense. I guess my fear is that it'll become so easy and so accurate. It'll be so accurate to turn to technology or AI for readings, for therapy, you know, for someone, you know, just whatever that will stop doing those things person to person as much. And the thing of it though is, is it really accurate? Is it really that much better or is it just easier? And no, what do we lose as a human collective when we start relying less and less on that face-to-face -face human interaction and relying more and more on technology? You know, what does it do emotionally? You know, um, what does it do mentally? It's, it's a lot to think about and it's all happening very fast. Yeah, it really is. This, um, I learned about it relatively early on um, with the practical job that I do as my, I wouldn't call it a side hustle. I think it's probably my main hustle right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the job that I do there, you know, it's basically sort of training the AI. So I get the behind the scenes of this and they're wrong an exceedingly large amount of the time. So I've definitely got, you know, a different perspective on its capabilities. Will it keep growing? Will it keep adapting? Yes. But there's always going to be that human element there that has to tell it what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really just don't think that it'll ever be accurate enough for us to rely on it entirely. But I feel like in some, you know, industries, communities of people, whatever, it will, you know, they're going to rely on it very heavily. And it just, yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about how flawed things <laughs> might could be or how much we rely on the information just coming from AI to the point yeah. where people aren't fact checking, they're not double checking things. And then all we 
it's like this customized AI knowledge bank. You know, it's like all of our knowledge comes from this AI and that's it. You know, it's kind of like Google's already been kind of doing this though. We've, we've seen the Google landscape change immensely. You know, now when you Google something, it's uh, the, the results, it's always like big media, big companies are all of your results. You know, you can't find somebody's blog anymore easily, unless you know the name of it. It's like, everything is such big data, big corporations now. So in a way we've already kind of gotten to that point where you really have to dig if you want to find unbiased information online. So in that, in that way, I think we're already being affected by, you know, the amount of knowledge available versus what we're actually seeing. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And, you know, it's, people use this, you know, I've seen big cases where there'll be like a social media smear campaign and then everybody is on that train and they don't actually take the time to think, why am I seeing this? Why is everything against this? They're just Mm -hmm. accepting it because clearly, clearly this person is, is, is correct because social media says they are, you know, and I, and nobody is willing to disagree. So yeah, in that way, what do they, what do they call it? Uh, cyber warfare. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a that's a true yeah. thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. And um, on that same thought as smear campaigns, you know, there's there's been a lot in the news coming up lately where people are mimicking other people with video, their voice, whatever. Like there's yeah. actual tools out there. And I guess literally with only three seconds of audio, so we're screwed because our voice. Yeah, is I was everywhere. about to say that. <laughs> um, but this AI only needs three seconds of your voice to be able to completely mimic it in any situation. And just last week, I think it was, there was a mom who received a phone call and she didn't recognize the number, but she answered it anyways. And it sounded like her daughter who was supposed to be on a ski trip with her father. And she's crying. She's saying, these men have me, they need money. Turns out the whole thing was a scam. They had found this girl's voice, used her voice to call the mother, make it seem like she'd been kidnapped to extort her for money. But thankfully she was able to get a hold of her um, daughter's father and daughter pretty quickly to determine that she was safe. But can you imagine I saw that. I saw that. I think it came equipped with um, a, a girl saying that you should have a password with your child, which I do. Um, mm-hmm. But yes. yeah, but you're absolutely right. We're screwed. Our voices are all over the internet. So <laughs> yeah, we need a password. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I know what she's saying is that what they've recommended, you know, from this, this horrific story is that you have like a well, a not safe word <laughs> with your children <laughs> so that if, if something God, God forbid ever does happen, you can ask them this word. And if they answer you, you know, it's them. If they don't, then you know, it's not. So not things we ever want to think about as parents and something I never leave certainly thought I would have to worry about, but highly recommend it if you're a parent, just because better safe than sorry. 
Yeah. I had one with my mom when I was younger. So I implemented it with my daughter relatively early, but I didn't realize. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I guess I've never really, I've never really heard that before. So that's kind of interesting. My, it was just in case somebody came to get me and she hadn't sent them. So, you know, that stranger danger, you know, it was really heavy in those early nineties mm-hmm. and yeah, we, we had a password, but I didn't realize it would be, you know, applicable in this case scenario, but it works. <laughs> yeah, it does. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, that's another one of those developments. That's just pretty recent is that, you know, criminals are now using AI to try and hurt people, extort money from people, um, you know, and I think it's one of those things where like, are we going to have to have like AI police or something? Like, how are they going to stay on top of that realistically? I, so it's like, you've already got these people that are like mimicking these celebrities and making them say <laughs> terrible things. And, um, you know, that in and of itself could create a whole cyber war, you know, like when we see these like videos of the president or other presidents, you know, are those even real? Like, See, I went the other way with it. Now they're going to have an excuse. Like, I didn't say that awful shit. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing, too, is then how do you prove, say, say it's a court case or something. Right. And they have this video of you. Is there a way like digitally in the information of the video to see if it's generated or not generated? Because like, what if you're like being like on trial for like capital murder and you're like I didn't do it that's not me in the video has that I don't think that's happened yet but like it's gonna happen I feel like there would be some way to to identify that but to be fair I I I know absolutely nothing about that so (laughs) I just feel like there is a way like you can get like metadata off of anything so Mm -hmm. hopefully there would be something in there but I, I would hope so too. And I would think at this point, they would already have a solution for that since, you know, this stuff has already been around for a little while. I'm just surprised with all my cases that I listened to that I haven't heard anything about that. Technically, I think it's, I think it's just now reaching the capability of being able to do something to that extent that would like be passable. Like you would actually believe that it could have happened. Like mm-hmm. the technology, sure, you know, you could Photoshop some, some, some uh, Photoshop some shit, but, but as far as like live action videos, I mean, not unless you're like Pixar. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have seen, I have seen videos where they can literally take your face and put it on like anybody in a video and just make it seem like it's you. It's pretty crazy. yes there there was that app um <laughs> and you could put them on like dancing figures you can make uh i've seen some funny videos of my friends as uh cardi b <laughs> mm-hmm. they superimposed his face over her body you know as she's singing wop it was fucking phenomenal i loved this video that's great <laughs> that's really great <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just a crazy world out there. And I think, you know, going back to the Arthur C. Clarke quote, you know, this 
this technology really is magic in a way. And so it's like, it's interesting to see how everyone's so okay with all this mimicry and, you know, seemingly magic, but they weren't okay with witches. So it's like, one day, are they going to look back and everyone's going to be like, oh, AI is evil. <laughs> what have we created? You know, get rid of it. Um, who knows? As long as it's not a Skynet situation, I'm fine. Like, I don't want to be dealing with any Terminators. I am good. I <laughs> apologize, Alexa. I'm so sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She's so cute. <laughs> Well, <laughs> since you had just perfectly segued into something I wanted to do on this episode, I need you to pull up your chat GPT real quick. Okay. And we are going to ask AI a few questions live on this episode and see what All it right. says. Let's do it. So... The first thing I wanted to ask AI on ChatGPT was, well, basically to define what a witch is, however you want to word that, because you're so eloquent with words, how would it define a witch? I want to see what it says. <laughs> All right. It's, it's, it's going to take a second. <laughs> I'm very curious because... This okay. has the potential to, this has the potential to change the landscape for witches. You know, when people are doing research on witches, like what is it telling them? All right. So it says the definition of a witch can vary depending on the cultural, historical, and social context. In general, a witch is someone who practices witchcraft or magic. Witchcraft involves using ritual, spells, and other practices to assess and manipulate supernatural forces or energies for a desired outcome. The concept of witches has been present in many cultures throughout history, and their portrayal has varied greatly depending on the time and place. In some cultures, witches were re revered and respected as spiritual leaders or healers, while in others, they were persecuted and accused of being evil or demonic. In contemporary times, the term witch has been reclaimed by some individuals as a symbol of personal empowerment and spiritual practice. Modern witchcraft often incorporates elements of nature-based spirituality, feminist and queer activism, and personal transformation. However, it's important to note that the term witch still carries negative connotations in some contexts, and the practice of witchcraft may still be stigmatized or criminalized in certain parts of the world. Wow, that was a very thorough definition. I'm, I'm impressed, actually. Yes, I, I'm both impressed and not impressed because I know that some of my writing contributes to these answers. Like that's what they're doing. They're data pulling yeah. all the pagan authors and everything they've ever said to come up with this spiel. So. <laughs> Which is crazy really to think about, yes. you know, in the, in the 10 seconds, you see the little three dots while the chat's writing and scanning the entire internet of things <laughs> or yes. information yeah so it scans like pagan blogs pagan books it's the same as when that um ai artwork for for yourself was coming up i wasn't present online at this time but i did notice everybody was changing their profiles to artwork 
it's stolen artwork. What they're doing is data pulling all these real artists and taking from them. So that to me, AI's biggest thing is an ethical threat. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that's something interesting to think about too. And we're not done with chat GBT just yet. So don't X out of that. But um, but you touched on something else that I wanted to mention. And uh, because I have a lot of artist friends, there's a huge art community in the in and around the city that I live in. And many of my friends do different styles of art, different mediums. And we've I've seen some conversations online between them and other people. And a lot of people are most of them are very supportive of AI in terms of its generating capabilities. But there's a lot of people who understandably have a lot of concerns because you have an artist who spends, you know, 12 hours, let's say on a pen and ink. Like I saw somebody posting some pen and ink art in a witch group earlier. Whereas I could go to, you know, what is it? Mid journey or chat GPT or this other one I've been using simplified to their, you know, image generator and create something just like it in 15 seconds. And, and you're right. It does pull from art it finds online, but does it know to distinguish between the trademarks art, you know, or art that's for sale that, you know, you shouldn't be copying? I don't think it does because I've had people say, you know, hey, that looks a lot like something I made, you know, and so, so it's just like everything's fair game, which yeah, is, is a huge ethical problem for people who spend so much time creating something just for some stupid robot to come around and try and do it better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. There is, you know, definite ethical questions when it comes to using this AI, you know, whether it be art or writing, you know, it's, it's still, it's pulling data from other people's, you know, original work. Mm -hmm. Not that anything is made in a vacuum, like we all are, you know, a product of our teachers and everything that we've learned before, maybe more so on the writing aspect than, well, no, drawing too. I'm just not an artist, at least I haven't been in a decade. So I believe I have lost that skill at this point. Well, on that same kind of train of thought, let's ask chat GPT some other questions. And I kind of want to flip it a little bit to ways that as witches, we can use AI to help us in our practice. So the first thing I thought would be really fun to try is asking the chat GPT for a spell. Any spell, your choice, you can type in whatever you want, but I want to see what it comes up with. If somebody is like a baby witch and they go to you know ai and they're like hey give me a love spell or something you have to do love spell but i want to know what this thing is telling people <laughs> i'm just gonna make it broad and ask if it can give me a spell okay nope <laughs> did it try to spell something for you <laughs> no no it just um says, as an AI language model, I don't practice or endorse any particular spiritual or religious practice. Okay, so it comes with a warning. I mean, at least it does that. <laughs> All right, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't provide any guarantees or safety of any spell. However, here's a simple spell for manifestation. And then it just says a candle, any color, paper and pen matches or lighter. 
and the instructions. Sit in a quiet or comfortable place where you won't be disturbed. Light the candle and focus on its flame for a few moments, centering yourself and clearing your mind. Take the paper and pen and write down your intention. Like, I kind of feel like this thing's jacking my spell. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Um, so take the paper and pen and write down your intention or desire in a clear and concise sentence. For example, I manifest abundance and prosperity into my life. Uh, hold the paper with your intentions in front of the candle flame and visualize your intentions coming to life as if it's already happened. When you're ready, read your intention out loud and then burn the paper over the candle flame. As the paper burns, visualize the smoke carrying your intentions out into the universe. Blow out the candle and say, so mote it be, or any other closing phrase that resonates with you. Okay. Okay, ChatGPT, that's not awful. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because see, you know, like what if one day, you know, spell books are not a thing anymore and everything's just ai generated well as of right now these spell books are somewhat ai generated i came across an article yesterday about all the fake witchcraft books on amazon um i actually have it up in one of these tabs yeah yeah and they gave a bunch of names and i've never bought any of these books in particular mostly because i looked at them i was like that looks kind of sketchy. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, but you'll notice like the, the people, they won't have a photo. They won't have a bio. They won't have a social media presence. You can't find anything about them. It appears that they're using the first name Lisa for a lot of them sort of to pig piggyback on Lisa Chamberlain. Um, Interesting. Who I don't know. I don't know much about, but I've seen her little books. Um, in fact, I believe mm -hmm. I have some. But yeah, they'll try to piggyback off of popular names. They'll use Lisa, but then in the last name, you know, they'll use like Crawley or, um, oh God, Cunningham. Uh, and there's another one that I'm forgetting. But anyways, I saw this article and I was like, yeah, that's sort of the problem that I imagined would happen. But even, you know, like for certain publishers, they're no longer accepting uh, manuscripts or submissions just because they're being inundated with people writing books, people writing books in quotes, people yeah. <laughs> with AI, <laughs> yeah, with AI, yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, that's I didn't realize that was happening at such a large scale. That's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. Hmm. I, you know, sometimes I'll look up different places that I could write for. And I've noticed that there are a couple that are no longer accepting submissions because huh. it's, it's hard to filter out. There's a few things that can catch it now, but they're in like the very preliminary stages. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of like, I'm not even sure. Like we were talking about this the other day, just between you and me, like, how do you even, I think it was you and me, or maybe I was talking to Greg. I don't know. It's been a long week, but. How do you, like, what kind of algorithm do you have to create, which again is just some sort of AI, right? To, to filter out a book. How do you, how do you know, besides obviously there not being a, a real profile for this writer on Amazon, but otherwise, like, how do these systems know? How do they know 
they it's, don't. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's crazy to think about that yeah, right under our problem. noses, all this information mm-hmm. is being put out there that's not really coming from a person. Yeah. They're they're having this problem in, you know, high schools and colleges now too, because this is the can you imagine if oh all I gosh. had to do all I had to do was put my, you know, paper topic into chat GPT when I was in high school as a slacker, even as a writer. Absolutely. I got shit to do not writing this paper. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have done it. Well, and that's another good point to bring up is that artists aren't the only ones who are potentially, you know, in trouble for the future, but also writers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I know in one way it's helped me. So yeah, another interesting way that I have been using AI is actually on Facebook. So um, for our listeners, if you guys don't know, I'm also a realtor by day. So, you know, <laughs> I try to get online and, and network and my dad and I had created this local community Facebook group for our little town that we live in. And for like three years now, I've been trying to grow this thing. And none of it has been successful until like magic, Facebook released all these AI assist things for Facebook groups. And now all of a sudden being able to utilize some of these tools, the the group is growing. There's tons of interaction. I'm meeting people in the community and it's, and it's really working really, really well. So it's like as much shit talking as I'm doing right now on this episode about AI at the same time, I'm using it with great success and pretty pleased with that it's like um not that anybody uses facebook anymore but (laughs) i do for this purpose it's we have like all these posts that you can program it's called the admin assist now and it's not just like scheduling posts like we've already been able to do it's like setting a post to um, a day of the week a day of the month and it will literally just keep doing that for eternity until you turn it off And what I've noticed is that unlike how scheduling posts used to be, it doesn't seem to diminish the reach of the posts. If anything, I feel like it almost gets seen more when I post it through the admin assist than when I post natively. It's kind of crazy. So that has been pretty cool. It is a great way to to keep consistent online when you're terribly inconsistent like me. What does the AI do? I, I have a Facebook page, but to be fair, it's just sort of like leftover from, from my Instagram. Like it'll automatically go over there. So I don't check it as often as I probably should. But what does that do in terms of how it helps? So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up real quick so I can walk through. So it's um I don't know, I don't think they have the same tools like for business pages, like Facebook pages. Um, this is for like actual community groups, like Facebook groups. Hold on. I've got to make this window bigger so I can see everything. So the first thing they started with was like a welcome, like a new member welcome post, which was kind of cool. So like once a week, you can set it to automatically post and tag all of the new members of the group to welcome them. And then they came out with this feature where in that con- in the comments of that post, it will have a little thank you message and an, and an introduction to all of the admins and it'll tag all the admins. So everybody know who the admins are. 
you know, like trying to remember to do something like that once a week doesn't sound like that much, but it gets to be a lot. It is. (laughs) Yeah. It gets to be a lot. And so they, that was like the first thing I noticed, but then in the admin assist thing, they just kept adding more. So they have, um, like that one's called a welcome post and then they have, you can do custom posts. So I've literally set something up for every day of the month, the first, the second, the third, the fourth, and it just kind of runs through. And it's all about neighborhood things because my point is to try and get to meet my neighbors and get them to, you know, know me and want to use me as their realtor, you know, but it's like neighborhood tips, you know, like TV shows, people are watching their favorite bug service in the area. It's just something different every day to get people talking, but I throw some fun ones in there. Like if you had intro music, what song would it be? You know, things like that. And, um, it's really worked so beautifully and I have some changes coming up in May, um, that are going to take it even further, I think. So it's just really incredible what it can do, like helping me with that, because it would take me, you know, probably at least an hour or two you know, every week or so to, to schedule all of these posts out for the next month or so, it does. you know, it does. um, and so this, this really saves a lot of time. I wonder if I can get AI to make my graphics for me. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, nothing is going to be as gorgeous as your graphics. Okay. You didn't ruin that for yourself. <laughs> Well, like some of the times you can give it parameters. Like I wonder, (laughs) make this in my style. No, I wouldn't do that. I actually enjoy making those. It gives me a creative outlet, but you you can also tell when I'm not as creative because I will post less on my Instagram or, or I will just brush up some of my older content because sometimes, sometimes it's difficult you know, just like you were saying, it takes it a couple hours. Well, yeah, it does. It does. To create the post, to write the captions, to do everything, it's it's time consuming. So there are definite ways that this AI can assist, you know, particularly, you know, from a business standpoint, that's, that's pretty much like a social media manager right there. It really is. Like, honestly, like, now my name and my face are going to be so top of mind for these people that are interacting in this Facebook group, you know, and that's a real leverage point for me that I haven't had, that I've been trying to do on my own. But as we all know, Jamie's ADHD prevents her from being consistent beyond three weeks at anything without some (laughs) sort of help from something. So, you know, I've tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed, but this one's been going strong for over a month now. And, um, and it's really incredible. So in that way, I I'm really glad for it because, you know, that could really help me in my career right now. And it is fun to really meet new people and, um, really feel like a steward for this community. Cause even though this isn't my, like, like where I always want to live, I've been here long enough now that I feel like kind of a local guide. So that's kind of how I'm like positioning myself on here. So it's, it's interesting how, AI, AI can really help you strategize, I think, sometimes. Um, you know, I was using it the other day to help me create craft like a like a support guide for buyers and sellers for real estate. And I mean, it, I, I typed it into the simplify like blog blog thing and it gave me so much good information. <laughs> it was just insane. Um, 
But on the flip side of that, I feel like in a way using it as much as I have this last week, these programs, like I haven't really messed with the, the simplified and the chat GPT as much as I have this last week. It actually made me feel a bit more creative and gave me other ideas. And um, I created all kinds of resources uh, for my clients that way. So, you know, it, it can help you in the way of doing it for you. But I think in some cases, it can also help you by helping you, helping to inspire, you know, maybe in a way that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. On that same thought, you know, let's let's talk about technology and witches. And uh, you had given me a phrase, tech witches, earlier, which I hadn't really heard before. So please explain. Yes. Now I don't have a good summary. I didn't actually, um, I didn't prepare that much, but tech witches, I would say are the witches that are using the AI, you know, that they, they have the new technology they're in the know and, you know, they are comfortable with including technology in their practice. And I do this in several ways, you know, I'm not completely technology resistant, I can be in certain aspects, but no, my, I have a digitized book of shadows. I keep notes on my phone. Um, I keep spell work on my phone. I create graphics online to show others how to. So it does have a large hand in my own practice. You know, I am steady using technology and I'm using technology to talk to other witches because believe it or not there's not too many around me you know <laughs> so you you have to use these these groups and communities to find other like-minded individuals so i really do appreciate technology in that way i've made so many friends i wouldn't have otherwise you know cuz yeah i've got i've got quite a few acquaintances and close friends but not everybody shares, you know, my beliefs. So it's been, it's been cool for that. Now, as far as using AI, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, the tarot reading is pretty fun. And I imagine there's other little loopholes. I think it can do runes too. I mean, clearly it doesn't have physical runes, but it can do runes drawings too. I want to say it did like a magic eight ball thing and uh, well, that's some cool. other yeah, some other forms of divination. Clearly, take it with a grain of salt. You know, there's no human energy there. And to me, you have to have that to be able to connect with, you know, the higher self, with spirit, whatever it is. I don't think it could ever actually replace humans. I can't, I can't see that happening because you have to. You have to have the sentience to to be able to tap into these energies. And AI is just not there yet. It's not. But, you know, I feel like as witches, as spiritual people, we're sort of the keepers of these ancient, 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 <laughs> ancient traditions, you know, and are there going to be less and less people? you know, holding on to the, that information and those stories as people rely more and more on technology. Like, I don't know. I just know that I'm going to be doing everything I can to make sure that traditions stay alive. Even though I'm not really a traditional person, I think yeah. it's important to remember our ancestors 
you know, and, and keep those stories alive. But why don't we end this episode with you giving me one of those readings, pull up some cards, let's see. And then I'll tell mm-hmm. you how accurate it is. Okay. I only asked for a three card. So, all right. The first card is the five of swords, which suggests that Jamie may have recently experienced some conflicts or disagreements with others that have left them feeling defeated or hurt. This card advises Jamie to choose their battles wisely and to avoid engaging in conflicts that they cannot win. It may also be a good idea for Jamie to take a step back and reevaluate their priorities to ensure they are not sacrificing their own values and well-being in order to please others. Card number two. The second card is the Nine of Cups, which is a very positive card that suggests that Jamie is on the right track to achieving their goals and desires. This card represents satisfaction, happiness, and emotional fulfillment and encourages Jamie to take some time to celebrate their accomplishments and enjoy the present moment. The third card is the fourth, the Four of Wands, which represents stability, security, and a sense of homecoming. This card suggests that Jamie is entering a period of stability and success in their life and may experience a sense of accomplishment and pride in their achievements. It may also indicate a time for celebration, gathering, and spending time with loved ones. All right. I like that. Okay, so is this supposed to be like a past, present, future sort of thing? I did a general three card reading. Um, I didn't do a past, present, future thing. So it's just, those are the three cards for your general life right now. Okay. Well, that's interesting because it almost would fit as a past, present, future thing. Um, And it's actually incredibly accurate. That's actually scary. Did did it ask for my name? Does it ask for a name for the person? No, I just put it in there. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because I was just curious, you know, like, because when you read cards, you're supposed to use your intention. So what is, you know, how do you transfer that intention when when you're using the AI? I don't know how you did it, but that reading was incredibly accurate. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like I have, I have dealt with some conflict lately and I have been very, very careful about, no, remembering my worth, you know, and having strong boundaries. So that made perfect sense. And, uh, and I do feel like I'm coming into more a stable time in my life. So yeah, that's, that's fucking. <laughs> wow. I have been heavy reading my cards, not, not on chat GPT, but just in general. And the amount of times that I have pulled like three cards in particular has been amazing considering I'm like, no, I don't want that one better reshuffle <laughs> but yeah it i think we were back. talking about that yeah, yeah. i i've been pulling the same the same two cards over and over again in that new um like fairy tarot deck that i found that i didn't even know i had yeah and uh i'm like no <laughs> get back in there you weren't supposed yeah. to jump out <laughs> i have I keep reshuffling too. And I know better. I know I'm not supposed to do that. And I know I'm not supposed to do multiple readings, but at this point when I'm pulling the same, I'm just like, okay, fine. Yeah. Is this deck rigged? What's happening here? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, Yeah. 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 Ye
Yes, it's been fun. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode about AI, uh, exploring the ways that AI can be used in our practice and different problems, as well as helpful ways to use AI. This had become a topic between Jamie and I for the past couple of weeks, and we just wanted to take this episode to sort of discuss our feelings on air. So we hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, please leave us a rating either on Apple or Spotify and share our podcast to anybody you think would enjoy it. And if you're not, go ahead and follow us over at Cosmic Cauldron Podcast, and we'll be releasing graphics with every episode, and that's where you will get our updates. So until next time, blessed be. Peace out. Thank you.